What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, we've got a special guest. As a new and young agent, he has broken into the competitive luxury real estate market in LA. He's done it primarily through his social media strategies. He's built up a huge following on TikTok, over 1.4 million followers. Welcome to the show, Aaron Grusho. All right. Welcome to the show today, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Good. Early early morning for you out there on the West Coast, right? <laughs> early morning, but that's how I like it. Not too bad. A little gloomy, but uh, a little warm up and yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited today to, to talk to our viewers and listeners on the podcast about what you've done with digital and social media to break into the industry as quickly as you you have you know in a competitive market as la is uh with real estate agents what uh what what's your background give give us give our uh listeners and viewers a little bit uh of info on just your background and how you got to where you are right now yeah totally so i came into real estate with a sort of social media, digital strategy background. I worked for a pretty early stage um, company here in LA that focused on creating viral branded uh, video content. Uh, worked with some of the biggest brands, uh, Pepsi, Mercedes, Cricket Wireless, uh, just to name a few, and some really big influencers, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Rihanna, John Cena, and um, it was my role as a digital strategist at this company to really understand social media platforms and how to best use them to build these brands and promote these big names. Um, it was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, but I always sort of had that entrepreneurial spirit about me and wanted to, I don't know, kind of take a risk in my younger years. Um, I'm now 25. But at the time, I was uh, 23. And I always sort of had a passion for real estate. My mom's an interior designer and she invests in real estate. So I kind of had a slight background in it and um, knew it'd be an interesting direction to take my social media knowledge um, and expertise. So I decided to get my license. I you know, networked my ass off and I was fortunate enough to um, join Compass once I got my license with the intention of really uh, leveraging social media and the digital world to grow a you know large personal brand um, as a way to stand out and yeah like you said a very saturated and competitive uh, yeah real estate market here in Los Angeles. What um, what was it like when you first started? Like how did you get your first deal? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, my first deal. Luckily for me, happened to be a referral, actually. It was a family friend. Um, but it was definitely tough, and it's still tough. You know, I'm still, you know, relatively new in the business. And um, I'm sure anyone who's sort of on the younger side tapping into real estate understands the struggle of working with, um, you know, especially in Los Angeles, there's a lot of high net worth individuals. It's hard to, you know, tap into that and to get people to trust you and work with you. 
And uh, so it was tough in the beginning. You know, I immediately f- tried to surround myself with um, agents whose businesses I, you know, looked up to and tried to find, you know, the right mentors. Um, and it was definitely a struggle in the beginning um, because a lot of people didn't really understand my vision. You know, I was spending a lot of time trying to build my brand on social media. And it was definitely slow at first, um, even though I sort of knew what I was doing. I knew it wasn't going to be an overnight thing. I knew it was going to be a process. I I couldn't find a lot of agents that really aligned with what I was doing. So it was tough at first. Um, And luckily I've now, you know, joined an amazing team who uh, is very supportive of what I'm doing and also aligns with what I'm doing. And uh, it's changed everything. How, How do you position yourself as, you know, someone who's young, someone who's new, you know, going after, uh, these, these higher dollar listings, uh, or, or, or buyer clients? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough. So, I mean, luckily for me, like I'm very best, excuse me, blessed to have grown up in Los Angeles, um, around a lot of these people. Um, my father was in the entertainment industry. My mom's, you know, again, really, uh, established herself as uh, one of the biggest interior designers here in Los Angeles. So I'm very fortunate to already have a pretty solid network, um, which is something that has really helped in the beginning. But I think in order to really dive into that, you know, uh, I guess luxury space, it's really important to, I guess, have the support of agents who are already in that space. And that's what I didn't have starting out. And I knew I needed to join sort of a team that is already, you know, in that space who are major players in that space. And, um, I have done that and it's, yeah, really changed everything. Um, it's, they've really just thrown me into that and, um, being able to leverage their clients and their buyers to, uh, prospect is, is something that I think, um, everyone as a newer agents are now just trying to tap into luxury should benefit from. How has your, your previous experience, you know, working with digital media, producing, uh, video content. How has that helped you, you know, as, as you made this transition into real estate? Yeah, totally. So um, I immediately, you know, before I even got my license, I started creating social media pages and, um, you know, building this online persona. And uh, yeah, I think I, I've always had the vision of branding myself as that luxury agent. Now, I mean, as a new agent, I'm happy to work with anyone, whether you're a first time home buyer or yeah, you're, you know, a high end luxury client. Like I will uh, work with anyone, do any type of transaction to gain that experience. But I always wanted to brand myself as that luxury agent. And that's what I did online. Um, I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, I didn't have, you know, listings or much business right at the start. So I spent my time going to my colleagues' listings, doing some filming putting them on social media, never claimed that they were my listings whatsoever. I'd always give credit, Um, but it was cool to create that content um, going to their luxury listings and posting them on my stories and on social media. And I got some really good feedback from my friends and family. They were like, oh, this is so cool. You know, even though we live in LA, we don't get access to a lot of these houses. Like, this is so interesting. And um, this was right when I started. And I believe a few months down the line in October, 2019, is when I really found TikTok. Um, you know, I knew what it was based on my you know current job, but I was more of a consumer. I never really thought of it as a platform to build my business and grow my brand. 
but I decided to just throw some videos on there with some popular music, said, screw it. Woke up the next morning with, you know, thousands and thousands of views and realized, wait a second, you know, I might have something here. And then uh, January 2020, I had over a million followers <laughs> just those few months later. Wow. And what, uh, you know, what, what what were you doing on the on the TikTok platform? Like, like you know, is it house tours or educational yeah. stuff or, you know, kind of funny stuff? or Yeah. Know? At first, those first few months, it was pretty much strictly house, like porn, if you want to call it. Um, basically just uh, highlighting the, you know, most interesting or coolest aspect of these luxury houses I could find. And then, you know, it was 10, 15 second clips and then throwing on some popular music behind it. It was really nothing too difficult, nothing a lot of people couldn't do. I just spent a lot of time filming and I learned how to edit them uh, to, I guess, be optimal for the TikTok platform. And that's all it was for the first few months. It was just, you know, 10, 15 second clips of luxury house uh, content. And then I started expanding out into more like longer house tours. I started doing voiceovers. I started to get a little more educational. And it wasn't until I started to get in front of the camera that I started to see, you know, actual results and, you know, positive growth towards my actual business. Um, because people didn't really know who I was. They just thought I was some person behind the camera filming. They didn't know who like Aaron Grusho was, the real estate agent. But when I started to get in front of the camera, do a little more educational stuff, um, that's when my personal brand really started to grow. Wow, that's it's uh, it's amazing that more agents aren't aren't on TikTok yet. Yeah, know, I mean TikTok's an interesting. You wrote platform. a 1.4 million followers, and like, you know. Uh, you just can't do that on, on other platforms unless you're yeah. already famous. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. And I, I grew that completely from scratch. I didn't, you know, pay for my followers or anything like that, but yeah, it's, I, I quickly learned the, you know, exposure potential of the platform and knew I needed to, yeah, continue using it. Cause yeah, it's, it's hard to uh, really generate leads directly onto the platform. You can't really communicate that well. It's just, you know, in the comments of a video, you can communicate. And if you follow each other, you can have conversations, but you don't want to be following, you know, your entire audience. So you have to sort of funnel people towards your Instagram, towards your website, towards your LinkedIn, whatever. So I'm really using TikTok as that platform to just uh, funnel this huge audience, just reach out, grab them and then funnel them towards like my Instagram or my more um, yeah, easier to navigate social media pages to where I can then, you know, build that, you know, deeper relationship and try and yeah. Translate I, I think that that's a hard concept for people because the other platforms aren't necessarily like that. You yeah. know, like on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can communicate directly with people and, and yeah really kind of be like direct call to action on, on on tiktok it's it's not really as strong for that but it's like way stronger and just getting in front of tons of more people yeah and totally yeah that's and that's my goal here i never started tiktok thinking that i would just be generating crazy leads on it <laughs> you know you just take a look at the audience it's obviously a lot younger um, it's not the optimal audience who's <laughs> buying luxury homes and selling luxury homes in Los Angeles. And I've always known that. And like, 
I always, you know, kind of take a step back and realize, you know, it's, it's not always about that. It's about getting your name out there, building that, you know, personal brand and establishing yourself as, you know, the expert in the field. So, you know, further down the line, maybe some of these people, um, you know, will choose to work with me in Los Angeles and I have generated leads from it and I have actually done transactions from it. Um, most of it has been people out of state who are moving into Los Angeles, which has been cool. Um, but I, I always am sort of that like futuristic thinker, you know, you look back at Facebook and Instagram, everyone said the same thing. Oh, it's such a young audience. Like, how is that going to benefit me? You look, you know, years later, the audience has grown and it's become such a valuable tool for, you know, agents and any small business, any business brand in general, you know? So, um, I'm just, you know, thinking about that. I don't know, next year down the line type of situation with platforms like TikTok. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips for free from my best selling real estate book, the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent? If you do go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download a hundred of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Are you getting more, um, this is just in regards to your overall business. Uh, yeah. Are you getting more people buying, you know, for personal use or are you getting more investors? Um, personal use. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I tend to focus, um, residential personal use stuff, but um, I mean, I have a, a duplex listing right now in Ocean Park in Santa Monica, so I tend to attract, you know, some investors, um, but most of the time it's, you know, owner user type situations. What's the most challenging thing right now for buyers in your market? Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's crazy right now and I'm sure it's, you know, common thread around most of the U S but I mean, inventory is so limited here, especially in that, you know, first time home buyer, you know, first, yeah, like kind of lower price point, um, anything below, you know, 5 million, which I know that sounds like a lot in Los Angeles, you know, 5 million isn't a crazy price tag. You know, the, you know, entry level home is typically around a million dollars, which I know sounds insane, but you know, anything in that level inventory is so low. And, um, of course, demand is at an all time high with interest rates and whatnot. So just super competitive situations, multiple, multiple offer situations, um, just close to escrow on a house in Culver city, which is like a huge upcoming neighborhood. First time home buyer price point was like 1.3 million. Um, you know, there were over 20 offers on it and it's just so difficult navigating that, you know, competitive situation. And I'm sure that's, you know, trending pretty much everywhere right now. Do you think it's going to stay the same? Prices come down, prices keep going up. What, what are your uh, yeah, I mean, crystal ball say here? <laughs> it's, you know, these markets are cyclical, right? So there's bound to be a change uh, sometime in the near future. You just don't know when that is. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, experts are predicting it, you know, I, I'm predicting that. Yeah. It's, at some point there's gotta be some sort of correction here because this is just, it's not really sustainable. What, um, what, what did starting, you know, I guess you started before the pandemic, but not too far yeah. before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. how did, how did, 
how did the timing of the lockdowns and, and all of that really affect you being a somewhat new agent at the time? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Cause yeah, I, I started, you know, a little bit before that. Um, and I was really feeling the momentum right as that hit. And it was, it was tough because it was like all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, this has, you know, come to complete halt and I can't do anything. You know, I can't pick up the phone and call someone because they'll be like, why are you bothering me? It's a global pandemic. Like it's, it, it was definitely difficult. And like, I did a lot of my, um, you know, content making based on open houses and going to other people's listings. And that just like completely stopped as well. So there's a few months there where it was just like, shoot, like, what do I do right now? Like I want to be productive, but it's, you know, so difficult at the moment to do so like what should i be focusing on and you know luckily we soon learned that this pandemic didn't really affect you know real estate sales all too much um at least here in los angeles you know things started to get back moving pretty quickly um in regards to my like social media and content creation i definitely had to become a lot more creative and switch gears because you know to this day we still don't have open houses i'm still you know pretty limited in what i can go film um so i definitely switched up the content strategy but um my actual like business uh was not too too effective um you know over the pandemic i actually joined a new team who was still you know completely up and running and they were go-getters. So I was like, all right, if they're, you know, still out there prospecting and doing the thing during this, like I should be like, there are no excuses. So um, yeah, luckily it didn't affect me all too much. So your, your business overall grew during this time. Yeah, no, totally. I, I actually think it was <laughs> to my advantage because I, I noticed there were a lot of real estate agents in Los Angeles who just completely stopped working. They're just like, all right. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. a lot of that wasn't just in LA. It was like everywhere. Yeah. A lot of them just like, I don't know, you know, maybe they already had a lot of money saved up or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're just, you know, there's a lot of people who just, yeah, came to a halt and I saw that as sort of an opportunity to get out there um, and, you know, just continue prospecting, um, and people were getting less calls. So yeah, it was just sort of my time to get in there. And yeah, there's definitely some people who didn't take it, um, the right way, you know, like leave me alone right now. I want nothing to do with selling my house and, and whatnot. And that's obviously to be expected, but you know, I kept going and, um, yeah, I, I got a lot out of it. What, what, what kind of changes do you think we're in store for, in uh you know the coming months or or year as stuff starts to open back up again how do you you know what how do how do you think that'll impact the industry and what you're doing yeah that's a good question i mean in los angeles things are are pretty much up and running again um you know there's there's not all too much shut down restaurants are open stores are open for the most part um, and so we're starting to see, you know, what life is going to look like post pandemic and honestly, not all too much has, has changed from what I can tell. I mean, besides, you know, the mask wearing and people are being a little more careful. Um, but you know, I think it's still a little early to say how it's going to affect the real estate industry. Um, I mean, we still have these, you know, property entry advisories we got to sign before, you know, going to showings and whatnot. Um, open houses still aren't a thing, but it looks like, uh, 
at least here. And then, but it looks like Los Angeles is about to start letting them happen uh, actually in the next few weeks. So I'm, I'm really not sure. Like, obviously when it comes to buying a home, people are going to be uh, thinking about things a little differently. You know, people want that space. People want a home office because a lot of people are still going to be working from home. People want the outdoor space, the pool, especially here in Los Angeles, everyone's looking for a house with a pool and a little bit of yard space. And uh, you know, it's funny, uh, there's a big, you know, people love like the modern homes here. They love like the open floor plans and all the space, but everyone living at home now, they kind of want like sectioned off, you know, areas of the home so they can kind of get some separation from their family and do their own thing for a little bit. So just little trends like that is what I'm seeing. But um, yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of an interesting one because if you, you know, if you, if you look at houses like in the seventies or, maybe maybe 80s even you know it was all about like block off the kitchen so that people don't yeah. see the kitchen have this room you know that dining room is separate from the living room and then yep and then the trend shifted and it was like open up spaces you know if you're rehabbing those homes you you knock down kitchen walls and open everything up and and now because of covid you know work from home school at home everything's like at home so now we're, we're back to wanting more yeah that separation separation in the space yeah it's it's interesting um but yeah it's it's those little trends that you know we're starting to see pop up um yeah i mean what do you think do you think there are going to be other you know factors that come into play here based on you know how the pandemic left us i i think um i think things will, will will revert back to how it was um maybe not quite all the way though yeah right I, I think people i think people will go back to the office because they like they like you know we're, we're social creatures human beings so i think yeah they're, totally. they're gonna, i think they're gonna want that but but maybe not as much right maybe they'll work some days from home yeah and maybe because of that they're willing to commute for a little bit longer because they're not doing it every single day so, yeah. you know, maybe maybe areas where you can get more space or pay a little less, uh, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll do better than they did, you know, in, in years prior. Um, yeah, totally. I, I loved going to the office. I struggled to work from home. I mean, those during those first, you know, three or four months when I was working from home, I just like I, I struggle to be productive. I'm so much better when I'm going into an office and I'm around other people who are working and just like feeding off that energy. That's huge for me. So I, I know there are people out there that are like, I cannot wait to get back to that. But yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think people will, will go back. I think, but, but I think having more space, you know, people are going to put a priority on that and, and having, you know, and, and maybe, maybe not everyone needs to live as, as geographically, you know, close to their, their workplace. Uh, you know, maybe that importance shifts as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, um, sorry, go ahead. No, was, what, what, uh, you know, obviously you, you blew up your TikTok. you're big there. Uh, what, what kind of social media trends, or, or things are you going to be doing differently, you know, in the next uh, several months that maybe you weren't doing a year ago or six months ago? Yeah. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. 
Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV? The Carrie Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to CarrieScholeCareers.com. Again, that's CarrieScholeCareers.com. Yeah, totally. Um, so I definitely plan to expand my social media reach. I'd love to get into some longer form content. I'd love to get onto YouTube and start really creating um, yeah, longer form videos on YouTube. I mean, people have been begging me to do it so long on TikTok. I owe every single video, like, when are you going to make longer YouTube videos on this stuff? And you know, it takes time. It takes a lot of time to film and edit all that stuff. And as my business grows, it's getting harder and harder to focus on creating social media content. And so, um, I'm, I'm, you know, as a new agent, I'm still learning how to balance everything and, and figure it all out. But I'd love to focus on creating some more longer form content. Uh, you know, the short form content is so great because it, it really doesn't take that much time, you know, to, to film and edit. It's, you know, within 10 minutes, I can film a house, edit it on TikTok and have it uploaded. So that's, that's one of the huge benefits to short form video content. And, um, you know, I think that's why a lot of these platforms are rolling out their own sort of short form features, you know, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts. Um, so I'm going to continue focus on the short form. Um, and then, yeah, I definitely would like to branch out into Instagram and interested in starting my own podcast. Um, not exactly sure what direction I'll take it, whether or not I do it myself or with other people, but I don't know. I like um, sharing knowledge and learning from other people. So I think it's, it's kind of cool and it doesn't seem like it'll take too much time out of my week. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's sort of the strategy is to really, uh, yeah, continue to get my name out there and yeah, I'm, I'm looking for help in terms of like editing and, and filming. I want to do more like lifestyle type stuff as well. I don't want to just do real estate. Um, I want to mix in sort of like the lifestyle blocky type, um, videos. Is that, but, is that hard to do on, on TikTok? Cause I think on on a lot of the platforms, you know, you can, you can make a variety, but on TikTok, they really kind of want you to stay in your niche. Yeah. You have to keep on doing those kinds, right? Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, it's, it's tough to travel out of your, your, your niche. Yeah. I, you know, experiment with that a lot. I, you know, sometimes we'll throw in a random video that might not have to do with real estate and I'll see how it performs. And typically it does underperform. Um, so TikTok really rewards that consistency, that same, you know, video style, same topic. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely tough to do that on TikTok. Um, it's, it's frustrating because like, yeah, I can post these, you know, house videos all day long, but again, I'm trying to get a little more in front of the camera and um it's it's hard it, you can you know trick the algorithm and you know make it start rewarding you for different types of content but you got to be consistent on that type of content so yeah it's how do you, how do, you do that how do you how do you trick the algorithm you just basically have to consistently post that type of content <laughs> like i think if you had like tiktok doesn't want to see more than like 
three different like styles. I feel like, you know, I'm not a TikTok expert, but I've been on the platform for, you know, a good amount of time now. I spend my time, you know, looking at what other people are doing and seeing what's working. And you're right. Most people have like one style type of content that works super well and they do it consistently and TikTok really rewards them. But if you start to implement other things, but you do it very consistently, uh, it can work. What, uh, you know, what, what type of content do you think real estate agents should be doing or, or what types? Like, what, are yeah, there, are there like kind of like a range of options? That yeah, a, yeah, a realtor totally. could use so many. Yeah, there's so much different, you know, content types and styles you can be using. You know, I, I started off just doing like the visual, you know, house tours just because like when I first started, I wasn't like a knowledgeable real estate agent. You know, I didn't really know how to like educate on the platform. Um, all too well I don't consider myself a very like funny humorous person and there's a lot of people taking advantage of their humor and personality and putting it on the app and I think that's you know what TikTok is really optimized for it's for you know just really showing your personality but you know I'm a prime example of if you don't really want to get in front of the camera and really do maybe you know humorous skits or you know, educate to the fullest extent, you can be behind the camera and you can still make, you know, content that does very well on the platform. So, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of examples of realtors who are just doing educational stuff, um, but they try and do it in a more, you know, fun or humorous way. Um, There are people just doing like realtor type skits that are like hilarious and those are performing really well. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can take it. And yeah, I suggest you just go on to TikTok and on that little search bar, type in real estate and just see what other people are doing. And that's sort of what our business is all about, right? That research and development, seeing what others are doing right, seeing what others are doing wrong, and then sort of implementing that into your own business. And that's definitely what I do on a daily basis. So you're, you're, you're kind of seeing what's trending, what other people are are doing, and then can you yeah recreate what's what's working and avoid yeah i mean that's that's sort of what tiktok is right it really uh um, rewards you on trends and following the trends right and so many people are trying to start their own trends but those don't always work out so it's it's very it it's tough because like it's actually important to be a consumer on the platform to see what things are doing well like what types of trends are out there you know, the popular music that everyone's listening to on the platform, it's important to be a consumer and then be able to apply those things to your own content. Um, and so like, that's, that's really what TikTok is, is recognizing trends and then copying them, but putting your own spin on it, you know? And I think you do that as a realtor. Awesome. Well, uh, it's, it's been exciting to, to sit down with you and, and, and chat and, and learn how you've use social media TikTok in particular to really grow your business. Yeah, uh, definitely. Bef- before we wrap up, I always love to do a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers. Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice for a new real estate agent? Find yourself an incredible mentor and surround yourself with, you know, agents whose businesses you respect and hope to get to one day. If not, join an amazing team. All right. What's the biggest mistake that you see veteran real estate agents make? Ooh, um, 
not being on social media and not taking advantage of, you know, the digital world. Um, there's a lot to be done here and there are a lot of agents who are not implementing it into their business. What's, uh, what's the biggest challenge you've had in your business and what did you do to overcome it? Um, yeah, I mean, just being a new young agent trying to tap into the luxury space here in Los Angeles, which is one of the most competitive markets in the world and how I overcame that. And I'm still overcoming it um, by all means, but I, I, I joined an amazing team who is known for their luxury real estate, one of the top producing teams in the world, one of the top producing teams in Los Angeles. And yeah, I've surrounded myself with them and branded myself as a part of them. All right. When you're not selling homes or, or working on social media, what do you do for fun? Um, a lot of fitness, staying healthy. Um, I love to surf. I grew up in Malibu, fortunately. So I, you know, always love the beach and I spend as much time there as possible and yeah, friends and family. All right. Last question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? That is a great question. Um, I hopefully have a booming real estate sales business. Would love to be investing in real estate all over the country, have a huge, you know, online platform where I can share my knowledge and um, yeah, just continue building my personal brand. I think that's where I'm at. All right, Aaron, it's been uh, great chatting with you. Likewise. Uh, before we sign off, if people want to learn more about what you do, connect with you about homes or just follow you on social media, how should they do it? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty much just Aaron Grusho Homes on almost every social media platform. Um, pretty easy to find me there. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, coming soon, you know, stay, stay tuned for that. Um, I think you guys will really enjoy what I have coming out. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out anytime. Happy to talk to other agents about building their own social media platforms and uh, growing online. That's what I do. So yeah, feel free to hit me up. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Uh, for everyone tuning in, listening on iTunes or Spotify, watching on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you hit that thumbs up, uh, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and share this with someone that you think could benefit from it and connect with Aaron on social media, particularly TikTok. Uh, thanks a lot, Aaron. We'll see you next My time. My pleasure. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.